Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda Ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bisunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam And for guiding us to the sunnah uh, In the last sitting there was some homework and that was as related to the verse in the Quran where we can see that if every individual were to be paid according to what they have done, if every individual were to be paid and held to account due to what they had put forward, then Everyone will be wiped off the face of the earth. And everyone was to be wiped off. The, will be wiped off the face of the earth, right? Um, and this is, and it was connected to the statement that you don't want Allah to give you what you deserve. You don't want that, but you want Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to shower His bounty upon you. You want Allah Azza wa Jal to shower His bounty upon you. Naam. Now, I ask that everyone either grab a translation of the Noble Quran or uh, whatever app you have on your phone, on your device, Bidnilahi Ta'ala, so you can see for yourself, Bidnilahi Ta'ala. And the reason for this is very intentional and deliberate. And this is because we have to become a, of a people who are familiar with Allah's book. Now, we have to become a people who are familiar with Allah's book. In the month of the Quran, Alhamdulillah, many Muslims strive to read the Quran and this is good because as the Prophet ﷺ, he encouraged us to read the Quran by informing us that every letter in the Quran there is a hasana and a hasana that there is a good deed and every good deed is multiplied by 10 all the way up to all the way up to 700 times multiplied thereover and then the Prophet ﷺ, he made it very clear. He said, I'm not saying that Alif Lam Mim is a, 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 a harf, is a letter, but Alif is a harf, Lam is a harf, Mim is a harf. So in Alif Lam Mim, there are what, three ahruf, which is multiplied by the bare minimum, which is 10. That's 30 good deeds. 30 good deeds. So reading the Quran, bila shaku bila you're never going to go wrong. Ever, right? However, if we are not familiar with the Arabic language, then I will encourage you to read it and then to read the translation so that you can become familiar with it. If you listen to it, listen to it 
with the translation, whether that be English, Spanish, whatever language, so that you can become more familiar with the bithnilahi ta'ala. So with that being the case, right, as opposed to giving the reference of which chapter, which verse, right, um, I want you to also get into the habit of coming to the classes with the mushaf, right, with the mushaf itself. Uh, so that if given opportunity, you can look in it, you can see. You can see, right? So, this verse, wherein we see that if we were to be held to account, if we were to be punished according to what we have earned, then there will not be any living creature on the surface of the earth. Okay? So, we need Allah's mercy, no doubt. We need the bounty from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us turn, bithnilahi ta'ala, to... And this is just the homework, right? It was a quick, quick break. <laughs> right? I didn't give you long for your assignment. Ma'alish. Ma'alish. Open book, right? But, so, if we look in Surah Fatir. Surah Fatir. Okay? Now, what chapter is that? Who knows? Ah, which one? 35. Excellent. 35. And also I encourage, become familiar with the surah of the Qur'an. Now, become familiar with the names of the chapters of the Qur'an. Try your best this Ramadan. Make it a goal. As our brother Muhammad, Jazallah Khaira, he mentioned to set goals, right? From the goals, inshallah ta'ala, we should set in, in, in Ramadan is to become more familiar with, with Allah's book. To become more familiar with Allah's book. So in Surah Fatir, which is the 35th chapter, right? If we go to the last ayah, the last ayah, and which number is the last ayah? 45. 45. Allah Ta'ala, He says, now I'm going to read the Arabic, and I'm going to have one of you read the English, inshallah Ta'ala. Okay? Because I want us all to become very, very, very much familiar with it. Allah Ta'ala says, Lo yu'akhidu. Now, Walo yu'akhidu. Walo yu'akhidu Allahu al-Nasa. Bima kasabu. Mataraka ala dhahriha. Min dabba. That sentence, who's going to read that sentence? Alright, not all at once. I'll read it. I'll read it. <laughs> if Allah were to punish people immediately for what they have committed, uh, He would have not left a living single being on earth. Now, you hear that? Huh? Someone else read from the noble. Let me, let me, what you got? Mm. And if Allah were to punish men, that which they earn, you will not leave a moving living creature on the surface of the earth. Now, who else want to read that one? Who else want to read it? Mm. If Allah were to take mankind to task for what they did, He would have not left a living creature on its back. Meaning what? The earth. Mm -hmm. The surface of the earth. Right? Okay. Three different translations, right? But the meaning. It's clear. It's clear what the meaning is. Correct? So this is an indication that what? 
is serious. If Allah Ta'ala were to hold to account, Allah Ta'ala says, And if Allah were to take mankind to account for what they have done, be makasabu, for what they have done, for what they have earned, what their hands have put forward, for the evil that they have done, Naam? then there will be none left upon the earth. There will be no creature left on the earth. All wiped out. But alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He grants to mankind respite. That respite is good for the believers. Because we have an opportunity to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. For the kuffar, it just adds to why they are going to be punished. Because they just do more and more and more and more evil. Never repenting unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to take advantage of Ramadan. We have to take advantage of Ramadan. We cannot afford to miss out on the blessings of Ramadan. We cannot afford it. No way. Right? There is no option. Now, this is for those who have the ability to fast in Ramadan and those who do not have the ability to fast in Ramadan due to a perpetual sickness of which there is yani, um, no anticipation that they will be cured. So then, they don't, they don't fast, but rather, they will feed a person for every day. But even those individuals who are in this situation, they still have to strive. They still have to strive to beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make dhikr, to read the Qur'an, to study the Qur'an, so on and so forth. Now, to do righteous good deeds, to feed others. Right? Not just the feeding in which that they are, is, is obliged to do for every day that they miss, but to go above and beyond bithnilahi ta'ala, provide dates and things of this nature for people when they're breaking their fast, so on and so forth. We have to strive. Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, wa and he said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, man adraka shahr Ramadan. Whoever reaches the month of Ramadan, and he is not forgiven, and subsequently enters into the fire, then may Allah push him far away. May Allah push him far away from being forgiven. May Allah Ta'ala push him far away from gaining escape, so on and so forth. That if you. <coughs> See, meet the month of Ramadan. It comes and it goes. And you are not forgiven, then may Allah push him far away. And then Jibreel alayhi salam, he said to the Prophet, فَقُلْ أَمِينَ قُلْ أَمِينَ Say Ameen. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَمِينَ So then the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said Ameen. So I want you to reflect. Who's making the dua and who's saying Ameen to the dua? Who's making the dua? Jibreel. Jibreel. Jibreel, salam. And Jibreel is the best who? Best He's the best what? Angel. Angel. 
The best angel. The best angel. Like, and then he's saying, say Amin. Who's he speaking to? Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu He is who? The best, the best of mankind. But not just the best of mankind. The Prophet Sallallahu is the best of what? Creation. Better than the angels. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet Sallallahu is the best of creation. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he's saying, Ameen. So you have the best angel making dua. The best of the creatures. The best of mankind. The best of creation. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying, Ameen. If Ramadan comes and it goes and you're not forgiven, you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. We're in trouble. Okay? So it is a must that we take advantage of Ramadan. And, and as both of our beloved brothers mentioned, our beloved brother Muhammad, our beloved brother Nadir, Abu Muhammad, they mentioned, we don't know even if we're going to live to see Ramadan. Let alone if we're going to live to see another Ramadan. Ramadan is in a couple of days, right? We don't know if we're going to live to see it. We may be dead tomorrow, right? We ask Allah Ta'ala to give all of us long lives filled with righteousness. But none of us knows if we're going to make it to a couple of days, let alone a whole other year. Allahu A'lam. We may not be here. So you have to take advantage of what we have. As mentioned, that famous hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, مَنْ صَامَ الرَّمَضَانِ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ That whoever fasts Ramadan out of Iman and anticipation of the reward, they will have all of their previous sins forgiven. All of their previous sins forgiven. We want to focus in on Imanan. However, before doing that, this is a pop quiz. Because this was in what? The last dars. When it says that they will have their previous sins forgiven, all of their previous sins forgiven, all of which type of sins? Minor sins. All of their minor sins are eligible to be wiped out. Not their major sins. Naam, it's a good question. Brother Sawmid Dalil. Ahsant. Naam, that's good. No, that's excellent. Mid Dalil. What's the proof? What's the proof that what is intended here is minor sins? Right? Why I say this is important? Because we live in a time, unfortunately, where we have complete, unadulterated access to foolishness. We do. At the, it's in your pocket. Right? <laughs> really, it's, it's on your hip. It's very close to you. You can go, go you, YouTube and put in, and you can see all type of foolishness. Now, the foolishness that's foolishness, that's clear foolishness, is known. So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the kuffar and them and the things that they do. No. We're talking about that foolishness that is cloaked in Islam due to those astray callers. Due to those callers who are not upon the sunnah of the Prophet You have to be careful who you listen to. You have to be careful who you take your religion from. You can't just go online and type in anything on YouTube. Yani, you know, type in Islam in YouTube and then whoever comes up you listen. No, 
The Prophet told us that they're going to come a time where they're going to be du'at ala what? Abu Abu Jahannam. They'll be du'at upon the gates of the hellfire. Du'at upon the gates of the hellfire. Calling you to what? Foolishness and, and, and clear and apparent sin and things of this nature? No. But calling you to that which is contrary to the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, Calling you to innovation. Calling you to bid'ah. But are they going to present themselves saying to you, I am a caller on the gates of the hell. I'm calling you to it. Are they going to give you that courtesy? No. They're going to say that they're calling you to what is real Islam. They're calling you to what is the sunnah. They're upon ahl sunnati wal jama'ah. So on and so forth. Anyone can make a claim. So I want you to be very careful. You can't listen and say, but the brother said he was from ahl sunnati wal jama'ah. Naam, kulli yadda'i wasan lillayla. Everyone claims a connection with Layla, but Layla don't agree with them in that. So anyone can make a claim. Anyone can say, I'm, I'm a doctor. Does that mean that they're necessarily a doctor? No. Would you put your health in that type of situation? You go to, you, 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 you have an ailment, and you find any guy on the street, and he says, I'm a doctor? You say, okay, listen to what my situation is, and could you prescribe me medicine? You wouldn't trust just that, Correct. Anyone who claims that they are a chef, would you just eat their food? Or would you double check? Hmm? Well, I should hope you should have some diligence as it comes to what you put in your stomach. I mean, I will hope so. Right? His hands could be dirty, it could be filled, cross-contamination, all kind of salmonella, so on and so forth. You walk away with dysentery, yeah? It's possible. I mean, so I will hope you just don't put anything in your mouth. You will take some due diligence. Okay, so what about that which will go inside your heart? That morsel of flesh that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, salaha, salaha That mudra, yani, salahat, salahat That if it is rectified and set aright, then all of the body is set aright and rectified. You just going to let anything go inside your heart? You don't care? Of course not. Well, you shouldn't. So, this, so, so you have to be careful. Now, what's, 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 what's one of the ways in which that you're able to safeguard yourself? By seeking out, what's the delay? What's the proofs and evidences? What's the delil? And, I, and, and this is the thing here. Because we want to get the best out of Ramadan. Right? So getting the best out of Ramadan, we have to fast in a manner that's according to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Imam al-Shafi'i, he, he has a beautiful statement as it comes in Lum'ati Aitiqad. What means is that I believe in the Qur'an and that which is intended by yani, the Qur'an. Right? Upon, yani, upon that which Allah intended. That I believe in the Quran as Allah Ta'ala intended it. And I believe in the Sunnah as the Prophet he intended it. This is the meaning of it, right? It's not word for word, but it's the meaning of that, that, uh, that statement. Uh, Shaykh Raslan, he brings a very beautiful point. He says, How do you believe in the Quran based on what Allah intended? And how do you believe in the Sunnah based on what the Prophet intended? How do you do it? I'll make you work for this one. I'm gonna give it to you. How you do it? Nah, let's but not, but huh? Now nah, proofs of evidence is, but how do you know that you're understanding correctly? There you go. Upon the understanding of what the the, the salaf, the sahaba. 
upon the understanding of the Sahaba, the Salaf, yani, but first and foremost, what? The Prophet Sallallahu and the companions. That's the Salaf, right? The Tabi'un, they received their level because they followed the Sahaba. And the Sahaba, they followed the Prophet Sallallahu and they implemented the Quran and the Sunnah correctly. The Atba Tabi'een, they received their merit because what? Because they followed the Tabi'un who followed the Sahaba. All right. So how do we know that we're believing it correctly upon the proper understanding? Because it matches the understanding of the, the Sahaba. Now, how do we know that we understand this hadith correctly? Because it, what? it matches the understanding of what? Of the Sahaba. But where do we go to get that knowledge from right now? Because we can't meet Sahaba, right? All right, so, how, so, so what is our chain? The scholars, the ulama. The ulama, the real ulama, ahl sunnati wal jama'ah. The real ulama. Not just someone, he got in front of his name Mufti, or he got in front of his name Sheikh, or Alama, or so No, 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 that don't mean that. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Sometimes yes, yeah, sometimes no. Just because you slap a, a name on it, that don't make it such. We, we established that, right? Okay. So, the real ulama. And how do you know they're the real ulama? Because the chain of what they're saying goes back to who? The Sahaba. There's no disconnection. So you'll find what they're saying, and it matches what the Sahaba taught because they're only saying what they're saying because they learned it from those who learned it from those who learned it from those who learned it from, learned it from uh, all the way to the Sahaba. Right? It's, it's, it's a, a series, a chain. The chain is, 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 is connected. But, so, the, so now we come back to this. How do we know? That what is intended here are the minor sins and not the major sins. Right? I'm going to let you tell me again because the brother mentioned it in the last class. So, you tell me. What's the delay? Uh, the major sins now, you have to make tova for that. That's one. The major sins there, you have to make tova. Right? That's, that's, that's part of the reason. But I said, what's the delay? What's the proof? Nah, I said, that's cheating though, you won't get the answer. The Prophet said the five daily prayers. It's an expiation. Between that which is between it. So between Jumu'ah to Jumu'ah, between the five daily prayers, between Ramadan to Ramadan. It's an expiation, but then it comes a condition. As long as you stay away from the major sins. As long as you stay away from the major sins. So this hadith here shows that the major sins are excluded. Because the major sins require tawbah. The major sins require tawbah. But, what we want to look in here and focus in on is the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Imanan Wahtisaban Also anticipation of the reward But Imanan We want to focus in on that Because Imanan Means that they have to Do it From what? Iman What's Iman? Faith Naam And faith what's the, what's, what's the foundation of faith? The foundation middle and end is what? Tawheed has to be upon Tawheed. Naam. What is excluded? If it's upon Tawheed, then Shirk is excluded. But 
riya showing off. That's excluded. That's some shirk. Sum'ah. Sum'ah is that a person does something because he wants others to hear it or to hear about it. That's also what? Show, it's from showing off. It's excluded. Right? So if a person were to fast just because everybody else is fasting, are they going to be rewarded for their fast? They say, oh, month of Ramadan, everybody fast now during this month, so I'm going to fast because everybody else in my house fast. They're going to they're be rewarded? No. No. What's the proof? They don't have the intention. Because they don't have the intention. No, they intend to fast. They intend to fast. Ah, you are. I just heard it. Because what? Because it's not for Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not for Allah. What's the proof that if you do something and it's not for Allah, it don't count? Actions of a I want you to pay attention to this, yani, to everything, okay? But in particular, to the proofs and to the evidences. Why? Because this is how we have to strive to be upon our religion, right? So, so that we understand for ourselves, we benefit, okay? If I were to do this action right here, it's not for Allah Ta'ala's sake, it's because of so on and so forth, this and that, that and that. You know what? I can't do that. Why? It's not going to be accepted. Why it's not going to be accepted? Because the Prophet ﷺ said, Actions are by their intentions. Actions are by their intentions. And everyone will have that which they intended. Everyone will be rewarded due to their intention. So if a person intends to please their parents, then that's all they're going to get from their fast. And they may not even get that. The parents might not be pleased with that.
So, if a person mixes their deeds with shirk, it is not eligible to be accepted, right? And it won't be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. So if a person fasts out of habit, just out of habit, not seeking to draw near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, would it count? No. No. To lose weight, would it count? No. As a diet to lower their cholesterol, would it count? No. No. Right? Why? Because it's... Huh? Because they're not doing it for Allah? Because their intention is wrong. Nah. Both correct. Right? So, it, and like this, inshallah ta'ala, I want us to become accustomed so that our actions are based upon delil. Right? And if we find something and it's not based upon delil, then we ask. We ask to see what have the ulama taught us is from the sunnah in this particular issue based upon the proofs and the evidences. This is very, very, very important. Also, imanan, out of faith. So we know it has to be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, correct? It can't be out of habit. It can't be because of peer pressure. It can't be because this is what my family expects for me to do, so on and so forth. No, it has to be for Allah. Ta'abudan wa taqarruban out of worshiping Allah and to draw near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why we fast, to worship Allah and to draw near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But here's the thing. What if a person fasts and they believe they're worshiping Allah ta'ala with that fast? And they believe that they are drawing near unto Allah ta'ala with the fast. But they believe that fasting is better, but not wajib. Fasting is better, but not wajib. Does their fast count? Hmm? No. No. Fast does not count. Why? Because they don't believe in it correctly. All right. How do we believe in it correctly? Huh? But knowing how the companions believe by knowing how the the Prophet believed, how the Prophet taught us. Correct? Okay. So if a person doesn't believe that fasting is wajib, then their fast is what? Null and void. Okay, in Surah Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah. I want everybody to turn Surah Al-Baqarah. And the verse of fasting that's all recited inside of Ramadan. Who knows what verse that is? Hmm? Yeah, you had amanu kutiba alaykumu siyam. To the end of it. Who knows what number is that? I heard it. Nah, I sent one eighty three. Okay. Nah. I told you I'm not. I'm gonna make you work for this one. You had to work for it. Now, in this verse, 
183. Right? Fasting has been kutiba. Brother Muhammad mentioned this one. That this means what prescribed upon you, right? But, but we know in the beginning of the affair, there was a license where either you can fast or you were given the option to feed a person for every day. Even though fasting was better, when fasting was first legislated, they had an option that you can either fast or feed a person. What verse is that in? Give your hands. Right here on the same page. So this one's 183, 184. You reading it? You reading it? 184? Alright, that one gives you the, the option. This was at the beginning of the affair. And then that aspect was abrogated. And then abrogated meaning it was restricted only to the old people who did not have the ability to fast and those who have perpetual sickness. Those who have perpetual sickness, then, then the ruling, it remained for them that they will feed a person for each day because they did not have they did they, they did not have the ability to fast. You with me? That makes sense? And the ulama they mentioned as it comes from the, the fatwa of the Sahaba that the woman who was pregnant and the woman who was breastfeeding also enters into that. Right? And it seems to be the strongest opinion. Some of the ulama they say this was Ijma' al Sukuti, that this was a silent yani, consensus. Right? Right. And then that ruling was abrogated, meaning that it was made restricted to just those aforementioned groups. By what verse? Give me a hint, it's extremely obvious. 183 was the first one we mentioned, then 184, then 185. 185. Right? Now, in 185, Allah Ta'ala, he says, Shahr Ramadan, الذي أنزل فيه القرآن The month of Ramadan where the Qur'an was revealed. Huda للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان A guidance for mankind, clear proofs for the guidance and the criterion between right and wrong. Then Allah Ta'ala goes on to say, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَسُمْحُ so whoever from amongst you sees the month, they, 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 they make it to live to the month, meaning they, yeah, they, uh, the, the new moon, the new moon is seen, then fast it. Right? Then fast it. Fal yasum. Who? Okay, then fast it. Now I didn't gave it away by my action anyway. What part of the verse shows us that fasting is now obligatory? Now you no longer have the option. If you can do it, you no longer have the option. Which part of the verse? Which phrase? You must observe fast. Ah, see, I didn't read the translation. They gave you the answer. SubhanAllah, they gave you the answer. I thought it was a little more obscure than that. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Al-Muhim was important. 
You can now come to this verse in Surah Baqarah. What verse number? 185. And someone says, what's the dalil at fasting is wajib in Ramadan? Allah Ta'ala says, Whoever from amongst you sees the monk, he must observe fasting. It's wajib. Fasting is also, fasting month of Ramadan is from what? From the pillars of Islam. What do we learn? What are the pillars of Islam? And what, which hadith? Hmm? Now I heard too. Oh, I like this, man. They said what? They said Hadith Jibreel. Okay, Hadith Jibreel is narrated by who? Okay, Hadith Jibreel is narrated by Umar. Umar. But there's another hadith. What's the other hadith? Buni Islam al khams. That hadith is narrated by who? Ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar. Which hadith is a proof that Islam is five pillars? Huh? Hadith of Ibn Umar. Not the hadith of Jibreel. The hadith of Jibreel. Tells us what is Islam. Right? And when it mentions what is Islam, the five pillars are mentioned. But it's not clearly stated that Islam is built upon these things. That's why Imam Noe, after narrating the hadith of Jibreel, followed it up by bringing the hadith of Ibn Umar. Because in the hadith of Ibn Umar, it said clearly, Islam is built upon five. So that's why he brought both narrations. A person may say, well, why did he bring the narration of Ibn Umar when the narration from his father mentions the same things? Because there's that one phrase that's not mentioned in the hadith of Umar, and that is, Buni al-Islam. Islam is built upon five. So we know that what that these five, then these are the pillars of Islam. And what is mentioned from the pillars of Islam is fasting in the month of Ramadan. So we understand from that that what it is, Wajib. All of those five pillars, wajib. There is no option. If you have the ability to do it, you have to do it. Right? So when it comes to the shahada, okay, that's on everybody. It's wajib. There ain't no way around that one. Okay? Salah, wajib. It's on everybody. Because if you can't pray standing up, sit down. Can't pray sitting down, then you pray laying down. If you can't make wudu, because you, you, you know, you're in a situation, you're tied up, you're shackled, or what have you, then you just pray upon the condition that you're in. There is never an excuse not to pray. person can't say, I can't. No, you could, you could. You pray upon your condition. Right? Huh? No, no, I mean, for those who are, are responsible. No, a person crazy, I got to do nothing. <laughs> crazy, man, I got to do nothing. He, you know, that's it. Anyway, crazy. Um, but if you if you're responsible, the angels are writing for you. Then it's never you always always gotta pray. Okay, uh, fasting in a month of Ramadan is wajib unless what? Unless you, unless you have a legitimate excuse, you can't do it because you're sick with a sickness that uh, fasting is, is is a detriment to you. It can it can harm you and or you know, lead to serious injury. Then that situation you, you don't fast, but rather you what you feed everyone for every day that you didn't fast. Okay, what about the zakat? Zakat is wajib or no? It's wajib. It's wajib if your money reaches the nisab and a year goes by, then you have to pay the zakat. If you, if you don't have enough money to pay the zakat, then it's not upon you to pay the zakat. 
But once the ability matches, you have to do it. Fataqullah mastata'atum. Fear Allah to the best of your ability. Once the ability, you have the ability to pay because you have enough money and the, and the year went by on that money, then what? You have to pay. You have no option. You have to pay. That money's not yours. It belongs to the people who are eligible for the zakat. Likewise, for the hajj. Hajj is wajib or no? Wajib. It's wajib. When what? When you have what means? No, but but in what way? You could afford it, so you have the financial means to go, and you have the health. You have the financial means, and you have the health. Once these two come into a line, you have to go. Now, and then the ulama they also mention that if you have the financial means, but you don't have the health, but you have someone who can go on your behalf. Then you got to pay for them to go on your behalf. Right? To the end of it. Al-Kulihal, once a person has the ability as relates to these five, they become what? Well, you know, for outside of the, from the uh, zakat down. Once the ability is there, you have to do it. It's binding. There's no option. So this is another proof of evidence that fasting is obligatory. So you have a proof from the Qur'an and a proof from the Sunnah. And then you also have an ijma'. You have a consensus of the scholars that fasting is what? It's wajib. It's obligatory. So if a person were to say fasting is better but it's not yani fariba, then their fast what? It's not going to, it's not going to count because it's, 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 it's contrary to that which the Prophet ﷺ, he came with. So when it says imanan, then an individual... He has to fast believing that it is wajib and believing that they will be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And where do we get that understanding from? That you have to believe that you're going to be rewarded by Allah and you fast because you're looking forward to the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where's that at? Wahtisaban. An anticipation of the reward. This here. You understand? This here, this this hadith, this hadith is a refutation upon those Sufiya who say that they do not worship Allah seeking the Jannah. They worship Allah out of love. Yeah, from the Sufiya they say they don't worship Allah because they're scared of Allah, nor because they're looking for anything from Allah. They worship Allah only because they love Allah. Then we say to these people, what? Kadhabt. You have lied. You do not love Allah because the Prophet ﷺ loved Allah. But he taught us that we worship Allah out of fear of Allah. Out of love for Allah. Anticipating the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many ahadith, many narrations that will come to give you the understanding so that you know that it's between love and fear. This is the way that is correct. Now, and anticipation of the reward. Allah Ta'ala mentions the reward in the Quran. Those who do good will have this. Right? Why is that mentioned? For no reason? As an encouragement. So that, so that we want to do it. We want to get it. Now, the Prophet ﷺ, he says here, وَحْتِسَابًا Anticipation. Anticipation of what? The reward for the one who fasts. The reward for the one who fasts. So, in conclusion, we have 
to stick to that which is in the Quran, that which is in the Sunnah, upon the understanding of who? Of the Salaf, of who? The Sahaba. If we truly want to benefit from our Ramadan, if we truly want to benefit from our Ramadan, then we have to stick to the Quran, the Sunnah, upon the way of the Salaf of this Ummah. We have to approach Ramadan in every aspect of our life upon this manner, upon Tawheed and upon Sunnah. Because if it's, if it's not upon Tawheed, then what? It does not count. If it's not upon the Sunnah, then what? It does not count. What's the proof that if it's not upon the Sunnah, it does not count? Whoever does an affair that does not have on it our, yeah, whoever does an action that have on it our command, then it is rejected. Now, you see, there's a reason why the ulama encourage and constantly teach the 40 hadith. The reason why Imam al Ta'ala, he compiled the 40 hadith. These hadith are extreme. Important. We need these hadith inside of our daily life. This is what this book for. It's a manual for you, right? To help you navigate day to day. Now, to help you navigate day to day. Inside of that tremendous work comes what? This hadith. Whoever does an action that does not have on it our command, it is rejected. So if we're going to benefit from Ramadan, then it has to be upon Tawheed, it has to be upon Sunnah. We have to implement the book in the Sunnah based upon the understanding of the Sahaba if we truly want to benefit. And that's just that's in Ramadan and where and in life, period. In every aspect of yani, uh, your deen, it has to be upon this manner if we want to benefit. There is no other way by way in which you can benefit. There is no alternative. There is no alternative. It's only this way. Because when the Prophet said that. This ummah will break and split and divide into 73 different sects. All of them, all of them in a fire except for one. And when it was asked, and which is that one, O Messenger of Allah, what? What I and my companions are upon today. What I and my companions are upon today. The Prophet gave one answer. Did he give an alternative? No. No. Did he give an, Did he say something else? If you follow your imam, good. No. If you follow your sheikh, good. No. If you blind follow so and so. No. He said what? Well, I and my companions are upon a day, and then he gave no alternative. That's it. So this is why when I say there's no alternative, this is this is what I'm getting that from. It's not from me. The Prophet said, "Well, I and my companions are upon a day." That's the way to success. By being upon that which the Prophet and his companions they were upon, that is the way to success. So, if we want to benefit from Ramadan, we have to do it based upon this. Um, and I encourage everyone who hears my voice to study and to review the benefits and the fruits of fasting in the month of Ramadan, the rules and regulations for fasting in the month of Ramadan. All of these things are extremely important 
bithnilahi ta'ala today we have given you a little bit from a lot so as an encouragement to go and get more inshallah ta'ala so we will suffice with that fa naktafi bihadul qadar wa sallam ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakumullahu khayran